I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln? Well, you know, it was 2020 and we were all so isolated. I, I just started doing research, on, but the truth is, I, no, I just thought of it. We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. President Biden is blaming Russian President Vladimir Putin for the reported death of one of Putin's fiercest critics, dissident Alexei Navalny. Russian prison officials said today Navalny collapsed and died in a prison above the Arctic Circle. At the White House this afternoon, Biden said the U.S. has not confirmed the death, but has no reason to doubt it. We don't know exactly what happened, but there is no doubt that the death of Navalny was a consequence of something that Putin and his, and his thugs did. He said the death brings new urgency to the need for Congress to approve additional aid to Ukraine to fight the Russian invasion. The Senate has passed a bill that would provide billions of dollars, but the House has not considered it and won't be back in session until after the President's Day holiday. President Biden's national security advisor met yesterday with members of Congress to discuss what he called a Russian anti-satellite capability. Later, Jake Sullivan spoke with NPR's Steve Inskeep. One lawmaker in the meeting was Mike Turner, the Intelligence Committee chairman who first publicly warned about a new threat. Sullivan disagreed with raising it in public but says they had a substantive discussion. I do not question Chairman Turner's motives. And Sullivan said the Russian program threatens countries around the world. We are actively engaging with those countries and directly with Russia uh, to try to ensure that things do not proceed in a way that uh, end up destabilizing international peace and security. He didn't say much more about what the anti-satellite capability is, but says deploying it would violate long-standing international obligations of Russia. Steve Inskeep, NPR News, Washington. President Biden visits East Palestine, Ohio today, more than a year after the Norfolk Southern train derailment. NPR's Tamara Keith reports Biden took some heat for not visiting immediately after the disaster. White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre is defending the decision to finally go to East Palestine now. It was at the invitation of the mayor. The president has always said when the time is right uh, and when uh, it made sense for him to go, he would go. She says Biden will get a briefing on recovery efforts, which have involved federal, environmental and transportation teams. We've been there since day one, hours after the derailment. Uh, we continue to be on the ground. Uh, we want to make sure that the community knows that we're going to do everything to, to possible to hold accountable on, uh, Norfolk Southern. And the president's looking forward uh, to having those conversations and getting the briefing. A local Republican club is planning to protest. Tamara Keith, NPR News, the White House. Police in Kansas City say two juveniles have been charged in connection with the shootings at the city's Super Bowl victory rally this week. A woman was killed and 22 others were wounded. This is NPR News from Washington. The Labor Department reported this morning that prices at the wholesale level rose three-tenths of one percent last month. The increase comes after the producer price index fell three months in a row. The figure tracks inflation before it reaches consumers. This suggests some inflation pressures in the economy remain elevated. Hundreds of activists calling for a ceasefire in Gaza have staged protests at museums across New York City. 
As NPR's Netta Ullaby reports, the demonstrations have been held at the Museum of Modern Art, the Brooklyn Museum, and the Jewish Museum. A recent protest at the Jewish Museum was held by a group called Writers Against the War on Gaza. Many of them vocally identifying as, quote, Jews of conscience. They asked for a halt to the killing of thousands of Palestinian civilians. Other recent demonstrations in New York have shut down the lobby at the Museum of Modern Art and resulted in arrests outside the Brooklyn Museum. Netta Ulibi, NPR News. In women's college basketball, Iowa guard Caitlin Clark broke the NCAA women's scoring record last night. She told the University of Iowa it was a very special moment. I'm very thankful to be surrounded by so many people that have kind of been my foundation and everything that I've done since I was a young little girl. And um, I started crying watching that video just because, like, I'm I'm just filled with so much gratitude and love. And um, the way the fa- these fans support women's basketball is so much special. Is so special. She needed less than three minutes to score eight points. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. With the Spark Cash Plus card, you earn unlimited 2% cash back on every purchase for your business. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Plus. Terms and conditions apply.